but my message to anyone out there trying to write and become published is to never give up. Just keep going. You make a plan. You make a decision that you're going to be a writer. You make a plan and you stick to that plan. And in my case, it took me six years of, of actively trying and actively going to the conferences. And it just it takes a long time. But the journey, I will say the journey is the best part. We'll talk about this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to a Writer's Day podcast. My name is Ruth Douthit and I'm so glad you're here. I am an author who loves to talk with other authors and that's why I started this podcast. And so if you like what you hear, please be sure to follow me, subscribe to my newsletter over at artbyruth.com. I'm excited to have an upcoming coloring book coming in this fall, probably in November, just in time for Christmas. And I've been working on that feverishly all summer with the drawings. And you may have seen some of my reels where I show you my drawings on Instagram. If not, be sure to follow me at uh, author R.A. Douthit on Instagram. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited about that. I've got book events coming up, one at the end of October or a spooky book signing that I'll be with other authors of kids' books. That'll be fun. And then uh, going into National Write a Novel Month. How many of you will be participating this year in NaNoWriMo 2023? Wow, I think this will be my 15th time that I've been working on it. Wow, it's I can't believe it's been that many. But uh, I don't always finish, but I think the last 11 times I've been able to win NaNoWriMo, so I will be working on a Christmas family drama for NaNoWriMo this year. And uh, so let me know if you're going to be participating and find me on their website. We can be friends and encourage each other. I love doing NaNoWriMo. I know it's difficult to actually write a 50,000 word book in one month, but I tend to uh, have a strategy put in place, and so I highly recommend that. I might end up doing a podcast about it with some tips and strategies and suggestions for completing your book in one month for National Write a Novel Month 2023. Looking forward to that. So be sure and sign up for my newsletter so you can get a free book. And I always do book giveaways. I've got some coming up by Sarah Ella and uh, Elizabeth Goddard and Kimberly Woodhouse and more, all different genres. So be sure and sign up so you can participate in some book giveaways. She is the USA Today bestselling and award-winning author of more than 50 novels, including Cold Light of Day. And uh, I am so honored to have her back on my podcast to talk about her new book, Elizabeth Goddard. Wow. If you've read her books, you just love her to death because she's so good at writing those romantic suspense thrillers. And this series, Missing in Alaska series, is set in Alaska. And you know how detailed she gets about the setting of her story. So you know the drill. Grab your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, kick back and relax as we listen to the most prolific, best-selling author, Elizabeth Goddard. Welcome back, Elizabeth. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Of course, it's always a treat to talk to you. So 
why don't you catch our listeners up as to what you've been doing over the summer? I have been writing, writing, writing. (laughs) No, I had uh, two, as it worked out, I have, I write for two publishers and normally I have my deadlines are staggered, but I just, for whatever reason, I ended up with two deadlines the same week and it just, oh my goodness. Yeah. It just about killed me. I'm going to say, but I got the books turned in on time and then I took an amazing research trip for my next series for Ravel and it was um, the Olympic Peninsula. We took, kind of traveled around and looked at the rainforest and the rocky beaches and the Strait of Juan de Fuca, which is kind of the the waterway between uh, Washington and Canada. And so, yeah, I it was a busy summer. Let's just say that. <laughs> Sounds like it. Well, you are definitely the professional. I can't even imagine having two deadlines the same week. <laughs> wow, that is uh, in- inspirational. <laughs> so yeah, you must have seen some beautiful scenery. Wow. Yes, and setting is what, um, as most of my readers would know, or should know that it inspi- it's what inspires me to write a story. And um, I have a new series, it'll be 2025, that I'm working on now, but I wanted to go be inspired by the setting. So that's what we did. So yeah, it was just amazing. Oh, that's nice. Now, my next book is set in Venice. So maybe I could persuade my husband to uh, <laughs> have us go to Venice for a research trip. <laughs> oh, I think it's a must. You must go. <laughs> yes. Uh, absolutely well that sounds wonderful and now you have a new book out called shadows Shadows at dusk Dusk. yeah Uh so why don't you tell us a little bit about what this book is about all right well this is book two in my missing in alaska series um it is set in southeast alaska which is the panhandle of alaska um and, and again, it's book two. I have uh, the Bush pilot, Carrie James, which readers, if you've, if you read Cold Light of Day, if they read Cold Light of Day, book one, they would be introduced to her there. This is her story. And I bring in Detective Trevor West, who was a detective in um, my Rocky Mountain Courage series in that last book, which was Critical Alliance. So he was in that book. And so I bring him into the Missing in Alaska series. And he is coming to Alaska to look for his missing sister. And um, he has a set of clues that only Carrie can help him find. And she's also trying to find a killer. So they join forces because in his past jobs, he was a um, a fugitive tracker for the U.S. Marshals. So, you know, he has all the skills that she needs and she has the skills in a plane that he needs. And so they kind of do a lot of island hopping. I, I really, I'd love to uh, really portray God's amazing creation. And um, Southeast Alaska is just the most beautiful place. And, you know, a th- thousands of islands. So I just had them island hopping. And I I wanted to just have this really fun, but suspenseful, right, action adventure. Um, and I just, one of my favorite movies, if you will, was Romancing the Stone. It just, you know, I just love the feeling of all of the travel and all the fun things that could happen. So I kind of call this my romancing the stone, stone story. And <laughs> yeah. the, any, anyone who's read it will understand what I mean, because there is a stone involved. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so. Okay, that makes sense then. Neat. Well, I know the last time we chatted about your book set in Alaska, how the setting really impacts the story and 
do you find that you like to use the setting to maybe hinder the protagonist's uh, goal? Oh, yes. Oh, definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, readers will often tell me that the setting or, you know, will review and say the setting uh, actually becomes a character mm-hmm. in a lot of a lot of readers said that about cold out of day the setting really became a character but oh definitely um i love all of the you know i love everything i can do i can add uh mudslides or landslides or earthquakes <laughs> or or you know just whatever whatever the the area would let me would lend itself to the activity we can do that so um yeah i use Every, every tool in my tool chest. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good because we don't want the journey to be too easy on our protagonist. Oh, no, right? no. Yeah. And so you noticed, uh, you mentioned that you have characters from previous stories in this one. Do you find that to be comforting to you to take a character from a previous series and put them in here? Yeah, I do because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, you know, this, I mean, I have a lot of characters that still deserve stories that I haven't written or story yet, <laughs> but a lot of times, um, and I think readers also love when they've read multiple series, they love to see uh, a character that they've met earlier appear, you know, yeah. appear in the new series. So I think it's a lot of fun. I do it for myself. I do it for my readers. And then it also, you know, creates a little bit of continuity between the series because you're all connected in the same, let's say, universes, as, as, if mm-hmm. you will. I think that's great too. And I think the readers like it because they kind of sense that you tune into them and, you know, you care about them and what they want to read. So I think that's great for me. I released uh, the doors of Rome this year and was thinking about the next book that's going to come. And some of my readers were asking who, who's it going to be about? Who's it going to be about? <laughs> and when I told them, they all were like, yeah her so much she deserves her own story so I I get what you're saying when you say that a character deserves their own story and uh, that really resonates with your readers yes and um, I just Detective West wasn't in the first two books of Rocky Mountain Courage and he kind of showed up in um, the last book (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you know he just showed up and I just thought he would be a great addition to this new series and then also when readers read his story they're like well hey I need to go read this other series, you know, if they haven't read it. So it's kind of also a way to connect and, and um, let people know about the other stories that you've written. There you go. Now, what kind of research did you have to do for Shadows at Dusk? (laughs) I always have to do like so much research, (laughs) but I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I was writing, <clears throat> excuse me, I was writing the story with a lot of missing pieces. And and I had actually already fin- finished pretty much the rough draft. I was going through fleshing out. And I mm-hmm. ended up having to spend hours and hours after the fact to come up with just the right thing to, you know, I just spent hours and, and I it needed to be something different, something strange. And so, you know, I just spend a lot of time on research to get everything right. But then in addition to that, I try to dig a lot deeper so I can give my readers a surprise, something they weren't expecting, something they don't know about. It's not, you know, knowledge that everybody has available, that kind of thing. So I try to put in the extra 10 miles, if you will, on the research, you know, to give my <laughs> readers an entertaining story. I had so much fun with this. I, mean, I learned so much and I had a a reader or yeah, someone from my church had run my book and she said, you know, 
I read your book and I just thought writers know a lot of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) We have to learn a lot for sure. Yeah, we definitely have to know how to search on the internet for a lot of things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now here I see that you had to know about the EPA Superfund sites. What is that? <laughs> well, it's oh, it's just very complicated. Let me see if I can think about. Um, it's just where there's all these places around the country where, <clears throat> you know, toxic waste. What do they do oh, with that? Okay. You yeah. know, there's different kinds of toxic waste, and some of it is nuclear waste. But it's just in in there's places you know that maybe a factory or industrial plant or something left behind uh, a lot of waste. And so they declare it as a a kind of a site that needs to be cleaned up somehow, some way. And so it's the funding is there for it to be cleaned up. But yeah, it's pretty, um, it's kind of scary when you read, when you go look at all the different places that are considered super fun sites. But that was also really fascinating. And I thought that was a fun part of the story. Sounds (laughs) like it. Sounds like it. Wow, that is extensive research. So when you're missing an Alaska series, what is it that you want readers to take away from these novels? Well, I try to, of course, provide an emotional experience um, (laughs) and a lot of fun, but, you know, spiritual nuggets uh, of wisdom. And um, with each story, my characters have, you know, they have their relationship with God or they're struggling with that or they're struggling to trust. Um, and so in the case of Missing in Alaska, the whole series is really about um, finding something, finding people that are lost and finding things that are lost. But more deeper than that is finding yourself, finding part of themselves that was lost. And so I hope that read- my readers can, you know, find a spiritual nugget, something to help them through their day or through a valley or through in a season in their life where they're feeling kind of lost, you know, where am I, you know, what is, what is the meaning of my life and where is God in this? So it's just kind of, that's just kind of a big general, general picture. But um, I think it's important because again, Missing Alaska, it was meant to be much deeper. Yes. It's a, a entertaining series of, of, of search and mystery and, and suspense. But again, the deeper thing is just finding ourselves finding what's what we might have lost and so the characters go through each one of the characters goes through that search as well Mm, I love that and a lot of people might think no in a suspense novel you can't have hope you can't have a (laughs) message right because it's a dark spooky thriller but I love that you write romantic suspense novels that have hope it seems like something that's important to you yeah I can't um Yes, I write romantic suspense and uh, it's it's really relative or the person who's reading it, their perspective on if it's a dark story. But my I don't really write dark romantic suspense. Yeah. I don't set out to do that because I personally I can't really read that. You yeah. know, I have a hard time. Uh, killing people in my stories, which, you know, that's, that's a problem for a suspense writer. I really have a hard time, you know, so, but I know I have to do it, but um, yeah, in my stories, every story is going to have that message of redemption and hope and forgiveness. All of it is going to be there because I'm a Christian. I write from a Christian worldview and I have to tell that story. You know, I've got to tell that story over and over again, because that is the story that, that God has given us in the Bible. (laughs) He's the greatest storyteller. Mm-hmm.
That is so true. I love that. Now, regarding publishing, imagine you have someone who's new to the business thinking about getting their book published. What do you think is the biggest misconception people have about the publishing industry or just about writing and publishing? I, I come from a, um, you know, traditionally published background and it took me, I actually just did a keynote at a, a workshop and the whole thing was about my journey because it was a very long and brutal journey for me. I know different people it takes, uh, it can happen quickly for them, but um, I think that people do have a misconception in that you know, their idea of what writers do, for instance, you know, you have this picture of just walking along the beach, listening to the waves, you know, getting some peace. And then you kind of go back to your desk and you work a little bit more. And (laughs) (laughs) that is not reality at all. It's, 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 it's very, very hard to be a writer to write. And it can be just a very brutal process because of rejection and, and, and just honing your skill and your craft and getting there. It's just a lot of hard work. And I think people don't understand just how hard it can be, or it is. Um, But my message, and you didn't ask me for a message, but my message to anyone out there trying to write and become published is to never give up. Just keep going. You make a plan, you make a decision that you're going to be a writer, you make a plan, and you stick to that plan. And in my case, it took me um, quite a few years to get where I am now. It just took a couple of decades, actually. I'm not saying I wasn't published. I mean, I was published after about six years, but still six years of of actively trying and actively going to the conferences. And it just, it takes a long time. But the journey, I will say the journey is the best part because really you meet all kinds of wonderful people along the way that you can make friends with and just are there to encourage you. So that's probably more than you asked. <laughs> no, it's wonderful because it's very inspiring. And that's what I love uh, my listeners to hear. They might be down in the dumps and thinking, oh, this just isn't for me. Or they might have rose-colored glasses on and we want them to uh, enter into this journey realistically. But we don't want to discourage them either. And I think your story is very encouraging. It's realistic. You know, it's not an overnight success. It takes some time and some work, perseverance, developing a thick skin, lack of sleep, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thick the thick skin is 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 actually really important. And I just I'll share this story really quick. That um, before I was published, I was in a critique group with uh, four other ladies, and we would submit a chapter once a week. And um, one of the uh, the girls was extremely. She was just a very brutal editor, let's say. And so before I read her critique of my chapter, I would have double Dutch chocolate chunk ice cream in the freezer waiting for me. And I would read the chapter. I would eat the ice cream and it would take me a week to get over. (laughs) But I made it through. I I took what had merit and then I just ignored the rest. That's all you can do. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you definitely have to have thick skin. And if you don't, you, you get it. If you want to be a writer, you get it. Yes, you do, whether you want it or not. <laughs> and you do have to have chocolate nearby. So make yep. sure you oh, have yeah. chocolate and coffee nearby. <laughs> oh, definitely. I, I think I gained like uh, one of my books I had to write in six weeks. And I gained, I can look at that book now and say, I gained 15 pounds writing you because I had, 
giant bags of peanut M&Ms for whatever reason, different family members got, got this for me for Christmas. I'm like, what are you trying to kill me? But <laughs> I had the bags of M&Ms and I ate them while I was writing and they powered me through, but yeah, 15 pounds on that one book. Oh yeah. <laughs> After each book, you have to go through a cleanse, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so true though. You need to know what you need. And I took uh, almost four months off from writing this summer for mental health break and it's been wonderful. I just needed that time to do something else like my artwork or just some music and uh, to refresh. But now I'm ready to get back into it again. And I'm so glad I did that. So you also need to listen to yourself, listen to your body and take into consideration your me- your overall mental health and wellness too. Oh, I I 100% concur with that. I um as I mentioned, I had the two deadlines and mm-hmm. afterward, I I couldn't do anything. I didn't even realize that mental fatigue was a actual thing. But it was. I mean, my brain just would not work and um, I'm glad I didn't have anything else to do but pretty much it was six weeks before I actually started kind of getting back into being able to do anything at all writing related and um, so it was good that we had the trip to the Olympic Peninsula planned and all of that so I took a good long break because you do you have to recharge you have to recharge your your brain you know creative the creative mind you've got to have um, the emotional energy right to be able to put out the words and I think that's also a misconception is that um, you know you can carve out time to write in your day this kind of thing well sure but do you have the emotional energy <laughs> when that time right. comes because mm-hmm. of all the other drains on your time so it, it's it's tough it's it's a it's a juggle you've got to juggle everything but I think if like you said you take the time to um, you know uh, give your brain time to rest, give your, give your heart time to rest. And then you you dive back into it and give yourself time. You can get it done and just never give up. Mm, Wise words indeed. And listeners, if you want to connect with Elizabeth, you can at elizabethgoddard.com where they can subscribe to your newsletter, right? Exactly. Please do. That's the best way to keep in touch with authors to find out what their next project is, when it will release and giveaways and all that good stuff. And she's also available on social media sites too. And your book comes out in early October, correct? October 17th. So really kind of mid-October. Mid-October. And Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It was great talking to you again. Wasn't that great to listen to Elizabeth talk about her new book in the Missing in Alaska series? Shadows at Dusk. Ooh, sounds so intriguing. And the cover looks amazing, too. And I'm so thankful that Elizabeth gave us some encouraging words about this writing journey. It is so difficult, but it's also so rewarding. There's someone out there that needs to read your story, so keep going. Always going forward on this writing journey. Don't give up. And until next time, God bless you.